This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. That's the sound of someone using a brailler. Braille is a system of raised dots, a tactile code that allows people who are blind or partially sighted a way of reading through touch. Invented by Louis Braille, who was blinded as a boy in France, the communication method is thought to have been completed in 1824, when Louis was just 15. Braille is mostly read by using fingers run over embossed paper or an electronic refreshable display. However, some people can even read Braille by sight, and there are even cases of people using their feet to read Braille. Although it's only used by a small percentage of blind people, for those users, Braille is an essential way to do their jobs, to learn and to be entertained. Insight Radio presenter Sandra Gear is a Braille user. She explains how it works for her. I have been registered blind pretty much all my life, so it's not as if I used print and then had to start again afterwards. So I learnt to read Braille just as you'd learn to read. So I can't really compare it to anything else. I mean, I use Braille pretty much full-time, except when I'm using the internet and I use speech on the laptop. But that's just for quickness, to be honest. I would use it even then if I you know, had more time and I could just browse. Because it's so good for things like spelling and all sorts of other things, especially with weird things you've never seen written down and you've got to spell them to somebody else. You can't really do that with speech. Well, you can, but you've got to press keystrokes and everything else. And it's just much easier and quicker to just read it. And there's an element of being able to interact with other people. I remember in school it was quite nice to be able to read poetry and read exams and everything else in classroom settings, you know, because the din was pretty frightful. I don't think I could have read all of that on the computer with the headphones. Music Box presenter Sandra Gare. BBC Washington correspondent Gary O'Donoghue has used Braille since his school days and he appreciates how technology has improved things for him since that time. When I started Braille, uh, I was using paper and a, and a Perkins brailer, and that was pretty much it. You bash, bashed out your notes at school on a brailer. You, you could, the sound of 15 brailers going off in a class in one game, you should have heard it. Was like, it was like an industrial kind of sort of uh, building site. So yes, that was, that was what Braille was, and books were, in, were on Braille paper in multiple volumes, as we know, very, very bulky. But then as sort of time passes, you, you start to see the early Braille displays, the early note-takers, electronic Braille comes into its own, to the extent that now, I mean, I, I do have to keep reminding myself of this, now when I think of a, a book that I want to read, something that's just been published, a new book or a new novel, I can, I can pretty much with confidence go to the Kindle app on my iPhone, or indeed iBooks on the iPhone, have a look in the library and download that book if I want to. And there, and there it is, on the day that everyone else is being able to read it, on the day of publication, and there it is, I can read it in grade two braille on my electronic braille display connected to my iPad or my iPhone. I mean, it sounds very, very straightforward, doesn't it? But the amount of material and stuff that's been opened up to us over the last couple of decades and in the last five years in particular is astonishing. And, it, and it's, a, it's a real issue of freedom, I think. As a TV reporter, Gary O'Donoghue reads Braille scripts live on camera, something that at first can be unusual for the viewer, but is important and educational to show. 
If you're reading Braille, particularly if you're reading a piece of paper, you hold it against yourself upside down to read the Braille. And of course, if a, if a television shot is framed just above the above your chest and upwards, which they often are, you're just head and shoulders, then people can sort of see your arms <laughs> moving under the under the level of the screen. They must wonder what's going on. So <laughs> I'm always very careful to tell cameramen if I'm going to read a piece of Braille to, to what we call loosen the shot, loosen it, which means they, they pull back, they pull out a bit. People can see what you do. Yeah, and at first they're going to think, uh, is really, oh, is that Braille? Is that Braille? Once they've seen it more than once, then they'll just forget it. And, and, I, and I know that's the case with, with me, that once people have seen me on air once or twice, it doesn't even occur to them what I'm doing. BBC Washington correspondent Gary O'Donoghue. Kevin Carey is a blind Braille user and the group chair for the sight loss charity RNIB. As for the future of Braille, new technologies will no doubt play a part and may even take away the need for some people to use Braille. But Kevin thinks that the option to use it for people with low or no vision should always be there. It's absolutely vital for a number of reasons. First of all, for children, they need to be able to have text under their fingers in the way that their sighted peers have text. For professional people like lawyers, it's absolutely essential that they also have the text under their hands. For a reader like me, there's nothing more wonderful for me than the experience of sitting in my study with a Braille book on my lap, reading in complete silence. So it's not only a utility thing it's also an immensely pleasurable thing and I don't want to make people learn braille if they lose their sight and they find it very difficult I just want braille always to be a choice for people thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio for more podcasts check out insightradio.co.uk